Welcome. You are listening to SIB Life Church Sermon Audio Podcast. If you would like to know about SIB Life, including our online service time, you can join us online at siblife.my. Okay, we have been uh, starting our new sermon series from the book of Ephesians. Okay, uh, for the past few weeks. Now we are entering chapter 2 of the book of Ephesians, okay? Now, a little bit of background. This uh, letter to the Ephesians is for those uh, believers in the city of Ephesus, okay? Consists of Jews and also Gentiles. Orang Yahudi dan juga orang bukan Yahudi, right? And Paul, Apostle Paul, is reminding. He wrote this letter while he was in prison in Rome. And then he, he, he wrote this letter reminding the believers, the Christian in Ephesians, of who they are in Christ Jesus. Yeah, remember, we learned that in chapter 1. And reminding them that, hey, you know what? You are children of God. You know, you have inheritance, you know, prepared for you. Yeah? Now, in chapter 2, Paul reminds them of who they are before they know Jesus and how their life has changed after they receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's a reminder. Paul reminds them. You know, how many of you believe that all of us, we need reminder? So, you know, we need reminder. Betul tidak? You know, you are young, or say like, no pastor, I'm, I'm still young. My, my memory serves me well. I mean like, hey, you still need reminder. Example, your mother's phone number. You don't know, right? I don't, don't know my, my mom's phone number. <laughs> Seriously, you know, my dad's phone number. For those of you who memorize your family's phone numbers, Good for you, seriously, you know, yeah. I only remember my wife's phone number, that's it, you know. I forced my son to, rem- to memorize my number, okay, you know, and my uh, wife's number, you know, yeah, yeah. So we need remind. all of us need remind- uh, re- reminder. And then let me tell you, there's one particular event that happened in the history of BEM that really changed my life and really become one of the strong reasons why I do what I do today. As a Lumbawang, as a pastor, as a native Sarawakian, as a Bumiputra. It is the three missionaries that came to Borneo in 1928. Yeah, the three missionaries, the BM. That really changed my life, actually. Yeah, I remember, uh, I can't remember the, 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 the years, but I remember involved in a musical back then, uh, a Drunk Before Dawn, okay? Uh, so I was at the drums. And then they're all acting, acting and everything. And then, like, actually, oh, this, for me, it's, it's just another musical about my people, about, you know, Drum Before Dawn and everything. But there's one particular character in that musical. The name is Raut. Okay? So he was among the, uh, the first Lumbawang who uh, get in contact with the three missionaries and received Christ. And then I remember, hey, my late grandfather's name is Raut. So I asked my dad, Dad, I know Lumbawang, they have a lot of route, you know, R-A-U-T, the name route, like a lot. You know, I asked my dad, Dad, is, is this route uh, in the book, in this musical, is my grandfather? And then my dad said, like, most likely yes, because, uh, because my late grandfather, he didn't tell much about, you know, his experience with the missionary, but he's among, he, he told my, my, my dad, he's among the early Lumbawang who are asked, who are asked to be a tour guide for the missionary, lah. You know, so that's right. Let's say, oh, okay. So you know, the moment I know that, right? Wow, I, I, I'm uh, carrying a legacy. I, I, I need to continue this legacy, and then that really changed my life today. Yeah. Although I can't really speak Lumbawang, I'm not really good at that. You know, but I say like, die, die. I must make sure that you know I do a- anything within my capacity, my power to really bring my people back to God. Amen. Amen. That really changed my life, really. I don't know about you. Probably there's something that happened, something people have you know, uh, done to you, you know, that really changed your life. So today, Paul is reminding the Ephesians, you know, remember this. What you do, what you do today, who you are today, remember your past and remember who you are. You need to be reminded. Okay? So let's open Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. I'm going to read from my uh, Bible, Christian Standard Bible, all right? Verse 1 to 10. Here we go. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously lived according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit, now working in the disobedient. 
Verse 3, we too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath, as the others were also. But God, say, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive. Say, alive. alive. Well, say, alive like you are really alive. Lah. Say, alive. Okay, better. With Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses, you are saved by grace. Hallelujah. He also raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, so that in coming ages He might display the immeasurable riches of His grace through His kindness to us in Christ Jesus. This is a famous verse. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father God, we commit this time into your hands. Help us, Lord Jesus, to really understand, Lord, your word. And as for myself, Lord Jesus, help me, Lord Jesus so that I can communicate clearly, Lord Father God, your message, Lord Father God, reminding us, Lord, your great love for us. Thank you, Jesus. We commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today I'm going to title my sermon, Because of God's Great Love for Us. Because of God's Great Love for Us. It's quite long. Because of God's Great Love for Us. Okay? Now, three powerful truths. Three powerful reminder for all of us. Right? Yeah? Just like how you receive your remind, uh, reminder of your, you know, family's uh, birthday, your friend's birthday, the reminder in your phone, right? Yeah. So this is three important reminders. You cannot miss this, you know. For some of you who have been Christian like me, you know, since young, you know, this is a good reminder because if we are not being reminded of these three things, right, let me tell you, we might not last until the end. We might not last in our faith because a lot of people, I know, some of my friends, some of leaders, they left their faith, their faith. <laughs> like shockingly. Because they have forgotten who they are. They've forgotten these three important reminders. Alright? So if you're taking notes, number one, because of God's great love for us, we no longer live as the walking dead. Oh, walking dead. I know some of you who love to watch these zombie movies or drama familiar with the terms walking dead, right? Walking dead. I mean, like, I, I, I lose. I mean, I, mean I, I, I miss a lot of seasons, you know? But anyway, yeah, yeah. I watched up to season three, walking dead, you know? But if you don't know what's walking dead, never mind. You still go to heaven, all right? Okay, no worries. But before we go there, before we go there, let me explain why Paul said that you, including myself, you were dead. You know, in verse 1 says, and you were dead in your trespasses. In other translations, use the word transgressions. In Bahasa Malaysia, Bahasa Indonesia, pelanggaran and sins. Right? First of all, why did Paul say that? When Paul says that you are dead, he means that you are in a state of spiritual separation from God. Spiritual separation from God. You know when people die, we cry. You know why? Because there's a, that's a permanent separation. Physically, we are separated from that person. We can't. We can't really meet them. We can't really communicate to them, right? Are you guys following me? Yeah? When Jesus died, Mary and the other disciples, they cry because what? Separation. Yeah? Separation because of sin. Jesus at the cross, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. You know, he called upon his father, you know, he's his father. And you know why? Because of sin. He carried our sin. Separated from his father. Temporary separation. You see? So Paul said that, you know, you're separated from God. Now, in uh, the Amplified Version, the other version, check this out. And you, he made a life when you were spiritually dead and separated from him. Because of your transgressions and sins in which you once walked. Paul is telling us that the natural state of all human beings is spiritual death. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the moment we are born in this world, we are really spiritually dead. Spiritually dead. Really. But pastor, as a baby, you know, like, you don't even, like, commit any sin yet. I mean, like, do any crime or everything, you know. Spiritually dead. 
because of Adam and Eve. Okay? Because of our sinful nature, it's impossible for us to have communion with God because our God is a holy God. Can you imagine if without Jesus Christ died at the cross, right? Without, imagine, just imagine, okay? Jesus, died, Jesus didn't die for us and we call upon God. God, come, God. And they say like, are you sure? Come, God, come, come, come and visit us. Are you sure? Yes. The moment he appeared, all of us die. <laughs> because he's a holy God. You remember? In the book of Exodus, you know, the picture of the tabernacle, remember? The, the, the tent, okay, the tent. And then the high priest can only enter the Holy of Holies once a year. And so he's like tied with like rope and uh, with a bell. So that, you know, if he enter the Holy of Holies with unrepented sin, even a like, tiny sin, you know, if he dies, people will like pull the strings and they're like, hey, no bell, okay, pull the strings. And you have to pull him out from the Holy of Holies because God is holy. Because of Jesus, today we can call upon His name, we can enjoy His presence. Amen? Yeah? You know? So Jesus said that, you know, without Him, out of Him, there is no real life. Now, maybe some of you say, like, but Pastor, you know, like, oh, what's, what's a big deal about spiritual death? I am still alive, I'm still breathing. You know, my friends who don't go to church, who are not believers, still breathing. They are like enjoying themselves. In fact, right now, Pastor, you know, right now, they are in, their, in, in, in the island enjoying themselves while I'm in church. You know, some of us have been wondering, you know, like spiritual depths, what? Is it just an idea, a metaphor? Yeah. Jesus said in John chapter 11, verse 25, that he is the resurrection and life. Out of him, beside of him, other than him, there is no life. I'm going to explain further. So, back to what Paul said about us being spiritually dead. Why are we spiritually dead and separated from God? Because of what? Our sins, our transgression. Our sins and our transgression. We are spiritually dead and separated from God. This is our former life. Keadaan hidup kita yang lama. This is past tense, huh? Okay, yeah. Uh, if you read, no? Where is it? Yeah. Paul said, you were, okay? And you were dead. That's past tense. That means Paul reminding them, this is your life last time, all right? Now, let me, I want to explain these two words, transgression and also sin. Maybe some of you, like, sin, yalla, sin, la. you know, you disobey God. Right? Anyway, let, me, let me explain further, and then you will understand, you know, the, the, that, that why is it when we commit transgression and sin, like, it is a separation from God. The word transgression, uh, it's important for us to understand the original meaning of it, okay? If you uh, forget the, the Greek word, never mind. But if you want to impress your girlfriend, okay, you say like, hey, you know, we commit paraptoma, you know, that we commit paraptoma. You know, like, wow, what's paraptoma? You know, like, yeah. Means what? Deviation from the truth and uprightness. Deviation from truth and uprightness. So, and acting illegally. That is transgression, trespass. Okay? It's not like, oh, yeah, sorry, it's a mistake, God, sorry. No, 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 no. Transgression is you deviated from the truth. Deviated from the truth. Now, how about sin? Sin, there's two words in Greek and also in Hebrew, okay? Hamartia and also hata. Hata, okay? Means what? Sins in its original meaning is to miss the mark. To miss the mark, you know? It's like imagine that uh, for those of you who like, you know, have played, you know, arrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean like... Archery, sorry, arrow, pula, archery, okay? You know, got the mark, the bullseye, the right thing, yeah. So it's like really miss, but not miss like at the side, you know, like completely miss, you know, like that's the target, right? Bang, like that. That is the meaning of sins, you know, like completely miss, like crazy, you know, bowling, you go to the third and fourth alley, you know, something like, like that is like crazy, you know? Not even the long kang. Pew, like what is, yeah, that is sin. That's why the Bible says, our effort is like useless. We try to like be right, like this is perfect life, this is the real life. No, it's like no way. You will always deviate it. You will always miss the mark. 
Yeah? Really? That's meaning of sins. Yeah? Not even close to the word of God. Not even close. Not even close. Next, the meaning, the meaning of uh, this, this word, hamartia and ohata, also means to wander from the law of God, violate God's law. Now, this is, most of us know, sin is basically we disobey God, you know, an offense, a violation of the divine law in thought and act. Not only action, you know. The government can only, punish, uh, police can only, like, you know, convict us, punish us for things that we do. But God will judge us. Even we're not doing it, but in our mind, our thoughts, God knows. Scare you not. Yeah, but that's our former life. That's what Paul said, you know. You are in sin and transgression. Therefore, you are separated from God. Yeah. First John chapter 3, verse 4 clearly said, Everyone, everyone, including babies, right? Everyone who commits sin, practice lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Remember? Sin is a sin. It's not like, oh, it's, it's a mistake. Like, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. No, no. Sin is a sin. Yeah, and in verse two of the same chapter, chapter two, verse two, Paul said, you know, said like, uh, you 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 are sin, you know, you, you commit sin and transgression in which you once walk. The word walk, yeah. Paul is reminding the Ephesians and all of us today that we used to be a walking dead. Ah, we used to be a walking dead. Yeah, Paul is trying to say that if you don't have Jesus in your life. You are like a spiritual zombie. There you go. Spiritual zombie. You, you know, uh, walking dead. Now, talk about walking dead. I'm not talking about that Hollywood zombie. Do you know that, that the idea that the zombie that we watch in movies right now, Hollywood, actually, that is not the original zombie. The idea of like, what, actually, there's one director back in the 70s or 80s. He's the one who created the image of zombie, like, you know, like monster. Like, uh, like, like. Actually, it's not that. Okay, now, uh, I'm <laughs> the, the original zombie actually originated from this country called Haiti. Is it, I pronounce it correctly, right? Haiti, okay, Haiti. Now, it's during the slavery period, this centuries, centuries ago, like, slavery period, you know. Now, before that, I need a volunteer. Any volunteers? Nah, this is exactly what happened when we are dead and separated from God. We can't respond to God's voice. <laughs> you know? Come to me. <laughs> exactly. But seriously, I need a volunteer. <laughs> um, who's, who's single here? I mean, the guys, guys. Elliot, Elliot, this is worship leader. Come, Elliot. Come, come, come. Okay, okay. Now, now. I, 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 I will let you know what is the original zombie look like. Okay? Okay? Yeah, come, come, Elliot. Well, he's a Christian zombie. You know, his father is pastor. You know, Christian, Christian zombie. Now, back then, you know, in Haiti, actually, this is how zombie started. You know, if you think about it, huh, actually, it's not about like they, they, they are like really dead, you know, no. So, let's say I'm a witch. I am a voodoo, you know, this is a, okay, this is a practice, like the black magic practice, a voodoo priest. So I have a farm, or maybe some, some rich man hire me to look for a cheap labor or free labor. Free labor. So I am a voodoo, voodoo priest, so I saw Elliot, and that is normal. So I said, like, okay, I want you to become my zombie. You know what I did? There's a potion, so I will come to, maybe in Pasa in the market, I will like blow something or rub something. That, that poison will get into his body, in his body system, you know, yeah, and he will paralyze. He will drop dead. Uh, drop dead, drop dead, drop dead. Baring lah, baring, baring. Okay, really, this is what happened. Okay, so the family member, everyone, check the nerves and everything, stop. That drug caused him to, to, to temporarily, the heartbeat and everything temporarily stopped. Okay, but Elliot, he can listen but he cannot move. That is voodoo. That, that is zombie original. So, so what happened is, of course, they will bury him, right? The family member like, oh, he died. They bury him. At night, the voodoo priest will quickly come, 
must quickly, you know, bring him out. And then give him that, that, that portion lah, to make him like awake again. But this portion, give it him. So basically, because it's temporary, ma, because got the poison, right? Now, this, this poison that given to him, the new poison, basically caused him to like, have no control over his brain whatsoever. Physically, everything, the heartbeat, like normal. Like, like normal. Lah. But the brain, like being drugged already. So it's like, okay, come, Elliot, come, follow me. He will like, follow me like normal. Yeah. No expression. You know, he knock on something. He, uh, you know, people gossip about him. You know, people talk bad about him. People hurt him. No response at all. Because the brains are not working. I control the brain. I will say like, you know, come, follow me. And after that, now you see it. Because there's a lot of plant plantation. Okay, good. So, I would say, Elliot, you work in that uh, what? Uh, sugarcane plantation. At that time, it's sugarcane. So, he will work. Lah. Can you imagine? His brain not functioning, so he, d- he doesn't know the meaning of tiredness. See? Free labor. So, that's a zombie. So, what happened was, at night, you know, I was like, okay, 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 okay done, 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 done. I will bring him back home. Come. Bring him back home. With, with the other zombie, what, with, with the other uh, slave that I have, they will just like, stand like this. Next morning, you know, I, I must make sure that I give him the same drugs, you know, so that I can control him again and then go back to work. That is zombie. That is zombie. Not like the zombie that we know now. Like, the Korean zombie, like, come on, like, you know. Do you know they have a school for zombies? Yeah, they have actually got training. They train people, audition to become a zombie. You know, actually, they have trained it. Yeah, okay, thank you. So, this is a zombie, all right? Okay, but, but he's, a, he's a good worshiper. Come on, give me a hand for Elliot. Okay, so, the Haitian, you know, Haitian zombie, basically a body without a soul. Now you understand the history of it, right? But you know, like Hollywood always want to make everything big, you know, but actually... Back then, in the culture, they are like normal people, just that no expression at all. Why I'm telling you about this zombie thing, you know? Yeah, of course, because I, I, I love to study about culture and stuff like that. But I want us to see what is it like to be a spiritual zombie. No feelings, no response over what is good or what is bad. No control over themselves, you see. They have no control over themselves. They can hear, they can see everything, but they have no control over themselves. They have no regards of cleanliness, you know. They are dirty and they don't care. They have no ability to respond to any emotions to people around them. Feel nothing. Numb. Ah, that's familiar, right? You're feeling numb. Like, like, ah. You know, that's a spiritual zombie. You know, like that's, that's the state of, you know, someone who are zombie. Paul continues, Paul says that you live in disobedience when you live your life on the opposite side of the gospel. We are spiritual zombie when we choose to live opposite, against the gospel. We know that the Bible against the things that we do, but we purposely choose it. This was the devil controlling our mind. A dead man can't respond to God. Remember just now I said like, you know, any volunteers? <laughs> exactly. When God says, come to me, come to me, we, don't, we, in our sinful state, we will not respond to God. Like, continue to do our work. You know, that's why. Why some people say like, hey, Come out to church. Come, let's pray together. And then everything is like, they have no response at all. Eh, but pastor, um, my Christ, he's Christian. Now, nah, there you go. There you go. That's why we all need this reminder. If we are not careful, we will return to our former life. Paul gives some picture of a life of a person who are spiritually dead or walking dead or spiritual zombie, okay? Which in verse 3, okay? In verse 3, Paul says, 
We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desire, carrying out inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and we were by nature children under wrath, as the others were also. Paul gives a picture like, you know what? What spiritual zombie like? Like this, lah. We live, we follow the desire of our flesh. What is the desire of our flesh? Keinginan daging. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 21. Now the works of the flesh, okay? For those of you who are not familiar with this term, when, when, whenever the Bible says the work of the flesh, it talks about sinful life, okay? Sinful desire, okay? So now the works of the flesh are obvious. By the way, it's obvious, okay? It's obvious. Sexual immorality. Oh, pastor, it's just a mistake. It's not one-off thing. No, no, no. It's obvious, the Bible says. <laughs> don't, don't say it's a it's my weakness. It's, it's just like, I know, spur of the moment. No, 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 no. Spiritual, sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger. No, he, pastor, he just like can't control his anger, like, you know. But he's good, actually. Like, obviously, yeah, okay, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, selfish ambition, guys, the sensations, factions, envy, Drunkenness, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things as I warned you before that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Can you imagine this? Uh, we learn about we being children of God, inherit that, you know, that inheritance from, from God. And then the Bible says, you know what? You can lose that uh, if you purposely choose to live according to your flesh. Wow. For those of you who attend uh, Pastor Dan's class, uh, Pastor Dan's class two weeks ago, free will and you know predestination. Yeah. God gave us freedom to choose. But yeah, there are there are some of Christians, believers, who choose, like, I know this is wrong, I know this is against the will of God, I am going to do it. Wow. How about the terms children of fraud? You know? Children of fraud. In verse 3, we were by nature children under wrath. Now, Paul call, uh, calls us, all of us, all of us, children of fraud, children under wrath, you know, because before knowing Christ, everyone, all of us, before knowing Christ, we are under, uh, under the judgment of God because of Adam's original sin, okay? We are all under the judgment. Now, back then, especially during Paul's time, when something was referred, uh, referring to uh, someone as the child of something, okay, child of something, in a metaphorical sense, it actually meant that particular something actually characterized that person. You guys following me? Now, I'll give you an example. Some people like to swear, kan? you know, your friends, son of a toot. Because it's not just a swear, you know. But if you are, during post time, when you say that to someone, that person's character, that person's character is like that word. No, pastor, it's just like my mindset. No, 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 no. So be careful with your words. So when Paul says, children under wrath, children of uh, wrath, means we are destined for judgment. We are destined for eternal death. We are destined for doom. Whew. In inspiration context, when some, some of, you know, you know, you know there's a different level of anger for East Malaysian's mother. I think, I think the local, the Chinese also, you know. I love Pastor Dan Punya a story when his mom got so mad at him and then he said, like, better to, you know, give birth to Chasiu, you know, like that, you know, like that. Ah, for the East Malaysian, if your mother starts to scold you in the, your mother tongue, bahasa bangsa kamu, that means marah sudah itu. You know, like my, my, my wife scold in English, my kids cannot, don't listen. In BM, not listen. Sekali kayan, keluar like her. But there's one thing, you know, I heard, I heard, you know, some mother said this before. Kau anak setan! Ah, anak setan. Because your character macam setan, begitu. So when Paul said, we are all children under wrath, children of wrath, that means, right, yes, our character memang deserve judgment from God. Okay? 
Before Jesus came into our life, we were, we were children of wrath. Romans chapter 2, verse 5 to 7. You know, because of your hardened, unrepented heart, you are what? Storing up wrath for yourself. Be careful. If God is talking to you right now, repent, 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 and then, I, I don't want, I don't want. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it's up to you. You don't want to listen to the Word of God, you know, but the Bible says you are storing up wrath for yourself, yeah, uh, in, in, in the day of wrath, when God's righteous judgment is revealed. Verse 6, He will repay each one according to his works, eternal life to those who, by persistence in doing good, seek glory, honor, and immortality. But wrath and anger to those who are self-seeking and disobey the truth while obeying unrighteousness. Wow. You know, that is our life before Jesus. I just want to remind you all. You know, if sometimes you feel like, oh yeah, Pastor, why sometimes I have, in this situation, you know, I have like, as if like I have no control over it, Pastor. Suddenly I can think like that, Pastor. You need this reminder. You need to repent. You need to submit your life again to God. You know, say, God, oh, this area, God, God, I want to commit it to you. Really. Now, let me summarize this uh, spiritual zombie part, all right? So, spiritual zombie, basically, you know, they look alive from the outside, but dead in the inside. So, you can be, you know, you can be someone who was serving God, but in the inside, you are, you are dead. You know, a few years ago, I got surprised, but that actually, that moment actually really changed my, my, my way of uh, seeing things, you know, ministry. Because I got surprised because there's one time I prayed for this one uh, young guy. He, he was born in a Christian family. His father is a pastor. And then when, I don't know, as I prayed for him, and then, I, and then like the Holy Spirit prompted in my heart, and then I said like, hey, ask him if he ever, you know, uh, make a confession you know, receive, to, to, to receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior. I was like, you know, this is anak pastor, what, you know. But I asked, hey, bro, have you ever prayed that, that, that salvation, prayer of salvation? I say, what is that? Mengaku Tuhan Yesus lah sebagai Tuhan Jerusalem. No. Wow, I got shocked. But this guy, is like in the 20s, you know, grew up in a Christian family, serving God for many years, you know, since sekolah menengah, or he served God. He never actually confessed. Can you imagine? That's scary. He's been busy serving on stage, you know, come to KL and study, and then that particular day, God touched him, and then when I prayed for him, I was like, have you ever received Jesus? I mean, like, you really confess, you know? No. Now, for those of you who have been Christian for so long, right, especially you like me, you grew up in a Christian family, your parents all are Christians, your grandparents are Christians, your dog and cats all Christians, you know? Be careful. Some of you might have, like, might, might miss this, you know, you have, you have not actually confessed. You have actually, personally, you never actually commit your life to Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, so that particular event really changed my mind. Every time I see people, of course, especially people who've been serving, right, I will, if something's not right about their life, I will ask them this question, you know. So spiritual zombie actively rebel against God. Actively, you know, actively, you know. And controlled by the world. Controlled by the world. I don't know, La Pastor, you know. I already love that guy, so what to do? I mean, like, you know, love is blind. You know? No, 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 you're controlled by the world. You know the word. The word of God says, like, you know, yeah, don't have anything to do, you know, like relationship with a non-believer, but I don't know, Pastor the heart. No, no, that's the word of God. I don't know, Pastor the heart. No, you are like a spiritual zombie. But of course, I didn't tell her that, lah, you know. Yeah. But at least I'm a beautiful spiritual zombie, Pastor. Like, oh, okay, 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 anyway. Yeah. Spiritual zombie can't save themselves. That's why the Bible says, you know, like, our, all our effort, right, to save ourselves is useless. We can't. You look at uh, Elliot just now when he acts like a zombie. He can, he, he, he can never save himself because the, the, the priest, the voodoo priest is controlling him. There's no way for him to save himself because he's under control. That's why we need Jesus to set us free. Amen? Yeah? That is our life, church, before we know Jesus. A reminder to all of us. 
Is there any area in our life that we start acting like a zombie? Like, eh, 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 why is this bad? Eh, why? Like, no control over things in our life. You know, like, why am I doing this? Huh? Why am I saying this? Huh? I know it's wrong. My heart, the spirit in me says it's wrong, but why keep on doing it? Be careful. Yeah? If not because of God's great love for us, by giving His one and only Son, Jesus, we would live today as a walking dead. We can have a career. Can you imagine a zombie with a career? <laughs> zombie, but with a career. Zombie with good education, but yet, yeah, you are a zombie. If not because of Jesus, we are walking dead. Now, remember a few weeks ago when we studied Ephesians chapter 1, you know, Paul told us that we are adopted as children of God. Remember that? Yeah? We receive our spiritual inheritance. Now, knowing that, right, here's the question. Why are there still a lot of Christians, they claim that they have Jesus in their heart, but still acting? And sometimes, like I mentioned just now, sometimes they live like a spiritual zombie. In fact, right, they can come to church. In fact, right, they can sit, sit next to you right now. Now, don't look in front of uh, Oh, this person, this is a spiritual zombie because since the beginning of the service, he don't clap at hand at all, you know. <laughs> no, 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 that's different. What is that? Like you, you know? <laughs> no, no. As I prepare this sermon, right, I remember like why some people, although they believe they, 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 they have Jesus and everything, right? Why are they like sometimes acting like a spiritual zombie? Like no control, no like, disregard anything about God. Why? Why? God opened this to me. Remember Genesis, right? In Genesis chapter, uh, when is that? Uh, Genesis chapter 3, 4. You know, when the devil, Satan, you know, yeah, uh, came to Eve. Now, before that, God told Adam and Eve that they will die if they eat from the tree of knowledge of, of, of uh, knowledge and evil. Betul tidak? Okay, they will die. Okay, see, see, catch this, uh, pay attention to this. What did the devil tell uh, Eve? Surely you will not die. Okay, so, so, so. What did Eve did? did? Did she die or not? No. But she immediately, that day, spiritually dead. Now, catch this. Huh? Therefore, why there's a lot of Christians, without knowing it, they're living like a zombie. They continue to do the, the, the will of the flesh because of this. They say like, you see, I commit sin, I'm still alive. The meaning spiritual death has like nothing to them. You see? Because the devil said like, you see? You don't go to church. You don't pray. You don't read Bible. You don't do all, you know, you, you disobey God. You're still being promoted. You see? Who said you die? Come on. Are you catching this or not? When I open this, it's like, ah, no wonder. Many Christians have been deceived by the devil. They believe that as long as nothing bad happened to them, they're good to go. Yeah? You know, I want you to, to, to know this. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says this. The Lord does not delay His promise, as some understand delay, but is patient with you. When nothing happened to you, even though you commit sin, you purposely commit sin, remember this verse. He is Patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. Remember this. Not because God like miss you out like much of course, like there's a millions and millions of people, right? It's like oh I never mind, I never No, 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 no. He is patient towards you. You know? Maybe some of us we've been living like a spiritual zombie, you know, because when it comes to choosing our career path, we know which career paths that, that, that will glorify God. But we purposely choose the career path that we want. The way you get into relationship, the way you spend your money, your time, 
the way you look at society, the way you raise your kids. Are you following God's way or the world? Remember this powerful truth, church. Remember this, remember this. Because of God's great love for us, we are no longer live as the walking dead. Be sober. Come on. Be sober. Wake up. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you at this moment. Tell your neighbor, don't live as a walking dead. Don't become a zombie. Okay, tell tell, 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 tell them. (laughs) If they don't respond to you, maybe they're a zombie. I'm just kidding. Maybe they're just like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) You know, like, you know, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. They want to focus on the word of God. Okay, I'm good, 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 good. Now, next one. Because of God's great love, you know, we are made alive. Hallelujah. Alive. Say alive. You know, I'm so thankful for these two words in verse 4. Remember just now I repeat, I asked us to repeat it. These two words, but God. Dalam bahasa Malaysia, namun Tuhan. You know, when there's like, but God, that means something changed. Can you imagine? Our life actually, we are destined for a doom. You know, we are a spiritual zombie. But God. Woo! Yeah? But God, which, who is rich in mercy, because of His great love that He had, uh, he had for us, made us alive. Say alive. alive. With Christ, even though we were dead in trespass. No. So when we are living as the walking dead, our spiritual zombie, we are, like I mentioned just now, we are known as the children of wrath. But when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are saved Mad alive, and we're no longer known as children of wrath, but children of light, children of God, children of light. Wow, a new identity. Woo! Children of light, you know. On our way here, our kids say, Daddy, Daddy, uh, they, 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 want us, they want me to play the old, their life kids song. And then, then, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Oh, I like, keep on repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating, you know. Yeah. We are the children of light when we have Jesus in our life. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. For once you were full of darkness. That's our life before Jesus. But now you have light from the Lord. Hallelujah. So live as people of light. Again, this is the letter from Paul to the Ephesians. Say, hey, remember, remember, remember. Live as a people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Remind, reminder to all of us as I believe. Church, this is who we are. Children of light. Amen? First John chapter 5, verse 11 and 12, beautifully, you know, explain what Paul meant by God made us alive with Christ, you know. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has what? Wow, louder. Has what? Yeah. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. Now, what kind of life do we receive from God after we accept Jesus in our, as our Lord and Savior? Thanks for asking. John chapter 5, verse 24 says, Jesus gave us His kind of life, not this world kind of life, but His kind of life, which is eternal life. Woo, eternal life. Yeah. When do we get? When do we get this eternal life? Do we need to fill up some Google form? You know, Jesus, I need eternal life, you know? <laughs> you know, good closing date, you know? No, 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 no. We have it now, now, if we are saved. If you have Jesus in your life, you know, Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you have it, that eternal life, now. Yeah? Whew. Now, you know, church, eternal life is not about feeling. Right? It's not like about feeling. Hmm, this is feeling, you know? You know? Yeah. In fact, in fact, you know, I, I, I've been in uh, this one concert, like it's a Christian concert. Ngam, ngam, the song talks about life, you know. And then the smoke machine, shh, oi, like, whoa, this is life. <laughs> you know, but it's not feeling, okay? It's not about the lights dim and then receive life today. Whoa. No, 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 it's not about the feeling, okay? It's not emotional experience. It is not, that eternal life is not what you get when you die and go to heaven. No, no. Now, that eternal life is now. Yeah? It is that kind of life that only God can give. Amen? 
Yeah? Now, I want you guys to do this prophetic act. You know? Wow. Can you guys, all of you, stand on your feet? Come on, stand on your feet. Everyone, everyone, stand on your feet. Okay. I know some of you like, need to stretch a little bit, you know, okay? Stand on your feet. Now, stretch your hands out. This is a prophetic uh, action, huh? Say, Jesus, Jesus. I receive this, this eternal life that you've given to me. Amen. Amen. Put in your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Please sit down. You see? Yeah. Some of you need to be reminded of this. Now, at the end of verse 5, you know, I want us to wrap this around our mind. You know, never ever forget these five words. These five words, okay? At the end of verse 5, Paul says, You are saved by grace. Okay? You are saved by grace. Oh, not here. Okay, you are saved by grace. Now, Paul talks about uh, God's grace in verse 5 and repeated them in verse 8 and 9. Okay, verse eight and 9. You, for you are saved by grace through faith. And he repeated it twice you now in this uh, passage. And this is not from yourself. It is God's gift. God's gift, not from works so that no one can boast. Now, this is, like I mentioned earlier, this is a very famous passage. And um, this is the essence of the method by which we are saved from our sins. By faith. Not through our action, not through our good behavior, right? Not through, through our uh, good behavior. We are saved by grace through faith. God made it happen. God made it happen. You know, if you come here today, you feel like, Pastor, I feel like so unworthy, you know, unqualified. Like, yes, that's who we are. You are not alone. All of us. So how can we be saved? It's because of God's grace. God are the one who made it happen. God are the one who initiated it. God the one who initiated it. Grace is what God does because He is gracious. Amen? Grace is a gift of, uh, gift of God, not because we deserve it. No, not because we deserve it. Not because like, you're born in a certain family, you have certain education, you have certain looks, like, oh, okay, 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 I save you. No, 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 no. Grace is because we don't deserve it, but instead, because God is good, God, give us that life. Wow. Think about it now. Grace is a result of the love of God. It's the unmerited favor of God. Amen? Now, uh, John Stott says this, Grace is God loving, God stooping, God coming to the rescue, God giving himself generously in and through Jesus Christ. No other names, through Jesus Christ. All of us were enslaved to sin with no hope, you know, with no hope at all. Remember again, that spiritual zombie, no hope at all. There's no way for us to save ourselves. In mercy and compassion, Jesus gave his life for us, purchasing us with his own blood at the cross. Because of God, God's great love, we, you and I, we are made alive. Amen? Wow, what a powerful reminder, isn't it? What a powerful reminder. Yeah? Before you ever like, post in social media, I feel dead inside, I feel hopeless. Like, wait, 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 remind, remind yourself of this. All right? We made alive. Lastly, this powerful truth. Because of God's great love for us, we are created to do good works. Pekerjaan baik, perbuatan baik. Yeah? Some of you probably ask, Pastor, do I need to be a Christian uh, in, in order for me to do good works? Because I have non-believer friends who can also do good works. You know? they, in fact, how many of you agree with me that there are some non-believer, non-Christian who actually do good work better than some Christians? Betul tidak? Oh, yeah. Charity. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What's the difference, Pastor? So, God's love for me, and then, and then I'm created to do good work. I mean, like, my friend can do good work. He don't know Jesus. What's the difference? What's the difference? Remember the rich young ruler? You know, in Luke chapter 18, uh, in the other gospel, also got uh, another uh, story about this rich young ruler. 
he did good works. Actually, he did good works. You know, when he uh, met Jesus, and he said, like, hey, Jesus, what should I do, you know, for I have eternal life, you know, I've done all this, this, you know, Jesus said, what's the commandment? Oh, I've done, I've done all that, I've done, I've done all that. He do good works according to his own standard. Ah. He thought, he thought, that rich young ruler thought that his good standard, I mean, his standard of good is equivalent, sama dengan, God's standard of good. But he's wrong. And then Jesus proved it. When Jesus said like, oh, you want? You want? Okay. Sell all your possession. Oh, no, it's too difficult. Oh, no. You see? What's the difference? The reason behind it. Yeah? Good work according to the world's standards and preferences is far from God's standard of doing good work. You know, Romans chapter 3, verse 10 to 12. There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. All alike have become worthless. There is no one who does what is good. Not even one. So don't, don't, don't break about it. Like, hey, you see, my friend also who don't know Jesus also can do. No, no, no. The Bible says, not even one. You talk about the standard, huh? So, verse 8 and 9 says like, you know, verse 9, not from works so that no one can boast for we are his workmanship. Workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Now, in other English Bible translations, they use the word handiwork, you know. Uh, instead of workmanship, they use the word handiwork, masterpiece, you know, accomplished, creative work, or the product of his hand, all right? In the Oxford English Dictionary, you know, let me explain. The word workmanship basically means the degree of uh, skill which a product is made or a job done. Yeah? In other words, it talks about like, the quality of that, 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 that thing being produced or that work. So when Paul said, catch this, when Paul says that we are God's workmanship, in modern terms, he's saying that we have God's brand trademark on us. <laughs> you know? Yeah? The way we function, you know, the things that we do and the quality of our work and the reason why we do what we do should reflect the character of our maker, God. Yeah? Because we are His workmanship. So, you can give to the poor, your non-believer friend can give to the poor, but when you give, you know why you give. You know for who you're doing it for. While your other friend may be giving it for, so that, you know, for merit, you know, for purpose, merit, you know. So some other things, so that when, 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 you know, I don't know. There's a lot of reason. But for us, we do it, we know, we do it for who. So what is good works? Good works are simply one. Actions that are good according to God's standard. That's it. According to God's standard. God is the creator and the definer of good. Okay? Yeah? So that's why the rich young ruler, he thought his definition of good is the same like what Jesus said about good is. Yeah? So what are the good works that God has prepared for us? Nah. You know, many of us would be pointing to some specific things like uh, attending worship services, that's a good work, can't pastor? Uh, serving in church, that's a good work, can't pastor? Yeah? Uh, praying regularly, read the Bible, yeah? give tithes and offerings, that's a good works, right, pastor? Yeah? Uh, join the life group, join mission, right? Yeah? Care for the poor, love our neighbors, that's a good works, huh, pastor? Yeah? Now, let me tell you, these are surely among the good works, okay? Of course, these are good things, so continue. If you are doing it, continue doing it, right? Yeah, uh, this should be our activities as people who have been who has been transformed by God. Amen, amen. Yeah, this this. If you are doing this now, continue doing it. Yeah, yeah. But let me tell you, if we think good works only in these terms, you see, Pastor, I already do good works. See, I come to church on Sunday. If you only think like that, right? Think that good works like that, right? Wow, you are missing a whole lot of things. Because God's plan for our good works is much broader 
and deeper. Yeah? Some examples in the Bible, you know, gives an uh, example of good works. For example, uh, commandments to give to the poor. Okay? Uh, when you give alms, you give, you know, uh, uh, for charity, do it secretly. The Bible uh, says that. And even by giving some, someone a cup of cold water is also good works. Matthew chapter 25, verse 34 to 36, you know, let me read. Jesus gives spe- several specific examples in his parable of the sheep and goats. Yeah? Then the king will say to those on his right hand, this is during the judgment day, what happened? Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. When we do it, all these good things, with the intention that I'm doing it for God, that's good works. That's good works, right? It's okay if nobody posts in social media, nobody, no reporter come or publicize, like mention your name. It's okay. When you know that that is for God, that's good work. You know? Colossians 3, verse 23. I love this verse. Yeah? Whatever you do, work heartily. Dengan sepenuh hati. As for the Lord and not for man. You see, I love, I love this picture, you know? Look at this picture, put surat to, wow, this must be heavy. But let me ask you, Agaga, how many, how many kilo is this, this, this wood? Huh? I know. I, I don't know, I never carry, la. I never carry such a load. La. But, okay, just imagine it's like, I don't know, 50 kilos, ka? I don't know, I don't know, okay? 50 kilos. You know, the way I look at it, if you look, the load as like wood, 50 kilo of wood, we would definitely complain, like, ah, why do I need to do this? Is there any way we can, can make this easier or ask somebody else? But if we see that 50 kilos of load as gold, Ooh, it's okay, I'm going to carry this. Don't do that. You see, when you do things, right, people said, you see, why you allow him to bully you? Why you allow you? This, this is the thing I tell you, right? Of course, lah. You know, if you're mistreated, you're being mistreated. You know, seek justice, lah. But again, if there's situation in your workplace, car in your college or uni, begitu, remember whatever you do, right? Remember that, okay? Maybe some people don't understand why I do this. Maybe people comment, criticize me because maybe I'm sangat rajin, terlampau rajin, begitu. Why are you so good, so rajin? No need, lah. You know. Remind yourself, I'm doing this for God. There's a value in whatever I do in my company, in my college, in my campus, in my family. Amen? Yeah? You know? And uh, uh, Paul says, you got to walk in them. That walk in that, you know, when, when you do, when God prepares for good work, God wants us to walk in them. Okay, the terms walk in them means what? You know, peripatio means what? to regulate one's life, to conduct oneself, to pass one's life. In other words, God has prepared these good works for us and He wants us to continuously doing it. That as our code of conduct as a believer. Understand this? Yeah? Yeah? Why people serve? You know? Why people serve? Yeah? Oh, because I'm free. Nah, there you go. You don't serve because you are free. You don't serve because it's convenient. And I'm so blessed. There's a lot of people in our church. In fact, there's one couple, I'm so blessed by them. You know, they are super busy. Sometimes they, they, they didn't reply my message for days, you know. And then one day, I messaged them. I'm like, I got something to be saying. Why you, despite all this busyness, you want to serve? Yeah, pastor. We know who are we doing this for. Woohoo! Who are doing this for? You know, not for me, obviously, but for God, they know. Despite being busy, they want to serve God because they know who they're doing it for. That has to be our code of conduct. Amen? Woo. Are you guys following me so far? Are you guys being reminded? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good reminder, right? Yeah? So God wants us to do good work that He has prepared for us and He wants us to continue to work in them. So let me recap these three points. Because of God's, can I have to worship Him? God's great love for us, we no longer live as the walking dead. We are made alive and we are created to do good works. Amen? Hallelujah. You know? 
Some of you, I can see from your eyes, although I cannot see your facial expression, but I can see from your eyes, there's like, there's a spark like, oh, you know. Some of you, the Holy Spirit is actually, is like poking your heart. Hey, hey, respond. Hey, respond. And I pray right now, all of us, all, everyone, you will respond to the word of God this morning. Amen? Let's bow our head right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing compares, Lord, Father, to what you have done in our life. Thank you, God, for your grace. We are safe. You have rescued us, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us right now. Come on. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Live Podcast. We hope that you will be challenged by this message and you will share it with your friends, family member and co-worker. We hope you have a great day. God bless you.